Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is How to Have Threesomes. I'm And I'm And today we have our very new bestest special friend. Her name is Hakalea. She's cool as shit. Welcome to the podcast world. She has a lot of names. Yeah, it's... Well, it's Hekalea. Hekalea. Oh, Hekalea. fuck me. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. It's Hekalea, but um, I started going by Hekamama. She's a fire dancer. She's a dancer. She's doing circus with me. She's going to be... Probably our roommate because she's cool as fuck and I've now skipped her to the head of the line of everyone else who wants to live in the circus house. <laughs> um, and we met by chance, but I feel like the universe brings people together sometimes. And this is one of those times where I'm just grateful that I know her. So has a lot more knowledge of Hekalea's relationship status mm-hmm. and all that. I have no idea. I'm coming in here blind, but I've heard it's really interesting. So I'm excited to get talking okay. about it. But I also want to bring us back to the regular questions. Also, guys, this is the first episode we're not doing on our bed. So all, all the references to us always like being in our bedroom, we are now sitting in the middle of our house upstairs in the circus room, mm-hmm. um, which is very exciting. So if it sounds different, that's why. Um, so I want to start with the first question we normally start with people, which is how old were you when you discovered your sexuality? Or what is your earliest memory of feeling attraction or those tingles that you get for special people? <laughs> mm. uh, I would say probably in fourth grade, I guess it's like a first crush, right? Yeah. I'm just like, or, or is it like sexual as in like physically no, no, no. sexual? No, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I would say fourth grade, I remember having a crush on a guy, and he was like a skater guy, and I was like, oh, I want to be a skater girl. And so bad. I like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Can you skate now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, but um, it's not, it's not like a, 
it's not my, my thing. Um, and then, yeah, I would definitely say that that's kind of like my first, I guess, like looking at boys and be like, oh, I'm curious. So, what your first kiss? Well, did anything happen with Skater Boy? No. Oh. <laughs> he was like he too, much of, too much of a bad boy. So, I was like, oh, well, there was a, another guy that like whisked me away by like bringing a guitar to school and like singing. Oh. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and then, like, oh, the classic types. I know. You like, got the Skater Boy, got the musician. I guess the musicians has been someone I've always been attracted to. Oh, but you're an artiste, you're in that creative realm. <laughs> So how old were you when this happened? So I would say that's like my first like time I started being like, oh, boys are cute. Oh. <laughs> so did you kiss him? Mm-mm. My first kiss was, I think, in, uh, yeah, I think it was in fifth grade. Um, it was like a truth or dare kiss. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Did you at least like the person that you had to kiss, or was it kind of like, oh, no? He was like a friend. He was. We were always hanging out, but I kind of had a crush on him. He had a crush on me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, it wasn't just like, we have a, a lot of people... Even me, who, like, their first kiss, like, someone kind of pokes their tongue in your mouth, and you're like, oh, you're like, you're like, what the hell? Like, that's not what I wanted that to be like. But it's been, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but it just triggered a memory that the first time I remember being, like, really, like, having, like, inside feelings, I was probably, like, maybe five or six and crying because my mom told me that the, like, military officer in Mulan was not a real person that I could marry. <laughs> Um, because, right, there's a scene where he's, like, you know, like, climbing trees, and they're, like, doing all this, like, the ninja stuff, and I was, like, oh, my God, like, that's so cool, and I told my mom, like, I'm gonna marry him, and she's, like, hun, like, that's a cartoon, and I'm, like, no, no, like, I'll go find him, and she's, like, you can't, he's not real, and I was, like, what, like, I'm gonna die alone, I just remember, like, feeling so upset that I couldn't go marry whatever his name is, I should probably know, but, uh, yeah, you know, (laughs) I I was really into the the action of it all, (laughs) At least your mom was real with you about that. Oh, yeah. She, 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 like, when you're older. I mean, she could have also pointed out that he's married to Mulan. Like, taken. Yeah. Off the market. But Hello. I guess that, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't stop you. <laughs> I was like, I just slide in there. I was like, I'm adorable. I got this. All of five years Look old. Look Mulan. <laughs> so I'm going to jump right in. Have you ever had a threesome? Yes. It was actually... Way to skip ahead. <laughs> Zoom. First, Twelve first. questions later. <laughs> First crush to threesome. Um, yes, I did. Um, actually, it was it was one of my my Bali wishes. Your Bali <laughs> yeah. wishes. Yeah. Was it on your intention setting paper. Yeah, it was like um, one of the things that because like when I came here to Bali, it was definitely in this place of like, okay, I'm just open to whatever is gonna come my way. Maybe my fantasy has always been a threesome, and I had a threesome with two other girls. And has that been two the threesome girls. that you? that you were desiring was all female or did, have you ever wanted two men like in your mind what was appealing to you it was like the combination of both I, re- I really wanted to be with a woman sexually um so that what your first reason was your first time being sexual with a woman mm-hmm. wow oh yeah re- wait yeah I got wait. I, was, I got a two for one <laughs> wait a minute when was the first time you realized that you <laughs> you might have realized it's like being bisexual it was in college. Like, I, I lived with a roommate who was lesbian, and so she always took me out to gay bars. And, the, like, just to have, <laughs> That's like... That's helpful. Yeah. Good intro. Yeah. And she, she always brought women over, and, um, and like, 
whenever we go to these gay bars, I would, like, be looked at by women. Like, I've been, like, made out with some. But, like, okay. I didn't know how to go past that, you know? But you had made out with women in college. And you were like, okay, like, I yeah. can do this. This is, I'm interested. Yeah. But so you didn't know how to go past it. Did you want to go past that? Or were you happy with just, like, a kiss? I think I wanted to. But I think I always gravitated towards men. Because I that's what I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came to being with women, I think I just kind of backed out. Because I was like, I don't know, going past kissing. So. You're like, I'll see you later. Bye. So yeah. how did that happen? With Because I know in threesomes, normally it's me who does the initiating. And like this and that, whatever. Like, it's really a better than girls in a room were you guys friends or were two of them a couple like yeah so it was, uh, it was during um quarantine i was, I was hey, living with quarantine activity <laughs> i was living with just it was just like four of us at this resort and like no one else was there and so there were four of you yeah there's four of us there's one guy and oh, okay and, and us three girls but um we were just like it was on it was on nephew but it was like we were there for two weeks, and we just quarantined ourselves there, and we were just getting to know each other. Like, we met each other at a retreat, and then we just decided oh. to stay at this resort. And What kind of retreat? It was called Embodying Shakti Okay, yoga so it was a very specific retreat. type of person that you yeah. were quarantining with. Yeah, so very, like, we were, we were all in our, like, very feminine um, energy, and so we were all just open and in this very fluid space. And, um, and we would, like, we would just spend our nights, like, either like just journaling or reading or singing together journaling into an orgy Uh, i'm so curious right because you're just friends and you're like very open with each other but who was the first one to sit down and be like so do you guys want to like how does that conversation even come up well we were already really intimate with each other we'd like snuggle with each other and just the girls or the guy too all of us we like kind of just snuggled together okay and um yeah and just like I think we and I, I just I I naturally just like give people massages and just, well you're like, very like people. a relaxing presence <laughs> like whenever I'm around you I'm like oh, okay things are okay now I could like <laughs> I can breathe um, and so yeah we just um, we just started getting more intimate we just like kissing and and I think the guy wanted to be in it but I remember just taking the girls and we just like went to another room together and <laughs> yeah, we just see you later yeah see so you and, let the guy join no yeah. it just like it that, that wasn't the vibe I was feeling I, I don't know it's just like something I felt the girls weren't feeling it either and mm-hmm. so it was something that yeah I just kind of was like I want you guys I just yeah. want you to and was it anything that was verbalized or did he just sit there and was like the fuck bro like just sitting there by himself yeah I just we just kind of like faded <laughs> away and you know I, I I also wanted to just be with and he was like more of like a brother for me, so it okay. would feel weird if I got sexual. With I still, him. I feel like the disappointment of this man. He's like, there's these three, three women <laughs> making out on me, and then they leave and close the door. He's like, fuck. All right, so if you fuck. have three girls snuggling with you, make sure you're not in the brother vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the day, do not. Yeah. Oh my Try god. Not to land in the brother yeah. vibe. Family zone. Yeah. The girls were about to have a lady threesome, and then do you know the two of the girls that you're with? Had they been intimate with women before, or was there their this their first time? I think it was one one girl. She was sexual with one other woman, but this was all of our first time. Wow. Doing a that's actually really together. sweet, though, because like you're kind of exploring it together. No one's like way yeah. kind of more experienced. Would, yeah. Would you ever do it again? Yeah, definitely. It, Did you ever do it again with them? No, not with them. No. no, it was just kind of like a one-time experience, and it was sweet. And I felt like it wasn't weird afterwards. Like we were able to just hang out and. I, Girls are a lot more chill yeah, about that, Yeah, girls are just though. so chill. Like, like hey, like, want to get coffee? Yeah. Like, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, you can go back to braiding each other's hair. I yeah. like that. I feel like it would just be so, like, soft and, like, snuggly and intimate. And, like, because yeah. right, the male energy is the one that comes in and it's 
kind of making and shit it's happen. Expect, and it's always expecting it again versus like we just kind of like let this be a one time. I actually live mm-hmm. with one of them still. Oh. Yeah. So it worked out clearly. Yeah. And like it's easy. I don't know. There's something about her that I can just like snuggle with her and feel comfortable with. Aww. And it doesn't feel weird. So I'm curious, with three girls, was there ever a verbal boundaries talk or was it just kind of flowing on its own? It was just flowing on its own. And I remember even like it was it was so fluid. Like I remember like I kind of faded out and just let them do their thing and I just kind of yeah, I just more enjoyed watching too yeah. and it was enjoying the moment. Yeah. But I don't actually the thing but there weren't any words said. I think it's just because it felt like we're all on the same page and we're all like feeling it. That's beautiful when that happens though, that like you're confident enough in the fact that everyone seems like they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, so if a girl is trying to flirt with you and make something happen with you, do you have any advice for a girl trying to make something happen with another girl? Hmm. I'd say take your time because I think, <laughs> I think, because um, like I also started seeing another woman here too and I remember like, I think I'm just so used to being with guys where it's like it tends to be more of a physical thing first mm-hmm. where it's just like you get to know someone physically and then you know someone emotionally or uh, even like intellectually but with the girl I feel like I at least I couldn't tell if like is this romantic or is this like we're just friends and we're just mm-hmm. being like homies <laughs> like naked homies right? <laughs> so are you so you're asking if like a girl is interested in being more sexual with me how to like initiate it I think just being straight up and real I, I, like just coming from a woman like I don't like playing games and like floating around something like it's just let's just uh, get it out that we're interested in, in each other and how would you recommend like in a conversation or like through like light like sending memes to each other or Shut like the fuck up <laughs> He doesn't like my flirting techniques. Oh, no, I love people. it. Oh, what's, <laughs> your, what's your flirting technique? He says I wasn't direct no, enough. No, no, no. Okay, no, so good. I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna be vulnerable here. You people, you can fucking laugh at me, but this was all I got. This girl, um, we talked about her the other week uh, in Jamie's episode, this girl that I happen to be very interested in at the moment, and I hope to God she never hears this podcast. Um, and she posted something on her story, this, like, really kind of sexy thing where she was clearly naked but in bed, and she was kind of, like, under the covers and being like, oh, like, I wish I had some cookies right now. And me, in all my glory, at, like, 1 fucking a.m., right back, and I'm like, I'm a cookie. <laughs> with, like, the little meme with, like, your hand up. And she writes back immediately, right, and goes, you're saying you want me to eat you? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay, we can work that out. And she was like, what the fuck? Did that just work? I'm like, wait, did that work? I was like... Oh, pickup line there. Because when I sent it, when I was like, oh, like, I'm a cookie. He's like, that's so dumb. Like, why would you write that? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, no, it's a girl thing. Like, what? I would think that was cute and playful. Okay, see, and I was like, damn, it works. There's so now, definitely different rules when it comes yeah, to Yeah, because, like, if I got that from a guy, I'd be like, nah, that you cheesy. Broke the fuck out of here. <laughs> but now I feel like every time we message, there's, like, that hint, like, just the emoji of, like, a cookie is, like, so used are you coming? Like, do we want it? Like, she mentioned at one point, she's like, hey, so, like, when are we hanging out? And you guys who follow us on our other page know that, like, our house is still under construction. We don't even have a bedroom upstairs yet. Like, it's it's just an empty wooden loft. And I wrote to her, I'm like, well, you know, we don't really have, like, a bedroom, but, like, the house will be done in a couple weeks. And she's like, I see you have a hammock. And I was like, uh... Hey. Right, and I was like, well, fuck, that's first off not just going to work. Like, I'm not down to have a threesome or a hammock. But, like, also I was like, wait, is that an offer? I can't tell. Like, I was like, okay, well, we can hang out soon. You're going to tell her the last one? Tell her on the last one that you said? What, my la- what was my last one? What did the I Chihuahua? do? Chihuahua? 
Oh fuck! Oh, oh god! No, it's bad. I think it was just an inopportune moment because I think she was actually with a guy that she is not seeing, but I think she was sleeping with someone that night. And I found this meme of like, it's like this very nice booty picture mm. in like a G-string, and there's a Chihuahua with like its face pressed up against the butt. <laughs> okay. And the meme is like, like this could be us, but you're too busy. <laughs> or something and I sent it to her and she saw it just never said anything and I was like fuck <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like I could have been the chihuahua touching your butt but <laughs> and like you can't recover from that like you can't unsend that no. so I think I just tried to change the conversation and was like hey so like are we doing this photo shoot later and I just like we ignored it and I was like god damn it that was way too forward just gotta stick with the food the cookie <laughs> analogy um, so that's that's my flirting which is why we're now fishing for advice because uh, <laughs> nor- <laughs> normally I send Ricky I'm like Ricky like go make it happen but because this girl's been way more interactive with me and like mm-hmm definitely has done things like when we were with her I went to a brunch with her friends and I'm just I'm like trying to throw it out there that like this is an option without making her uncomfortable in front of her friends so one guy was saying how like oh he loves Irish girls and I was like oh yeah like the first girl I fell in love with was Irish too and she looks up she's like oh yeah me same and I was like wait so so we're both in girls is this what I'm I'm hearing or or like you mean as a friend because like now I can't clarify this but I think I know what you're saying yeah and it's very awkward it's it's interesting we're working on it (laughs) There's a lot of girls that like is really good friends with, and I don't really know them at all. Yeah. And so does most of the talking. Like, it, it, I feel like we haven't actually slept with too many of those. Like, most of the girls that we sleep with are more into me, and then I do a lot of the steps to make it happen. But I in the cases where it's almost like sixty forty though. You really? You think? Yeah, of the girls that you sometimes knows nothing about them because I'll talk to them for like a month, and then they just show up. They're like, oh fuck, who's this? Mm. I'm like, go downstairs. It's happening. Like, I don't know. I think it's changed over time, though. Now we try and be friends with the per- people more and, like, have an yeah. ongoing relationship. But yeah. that particular one is in progress. Mm. So. I, I get what you mean, though, about, like, like trying to connect with girls. Are you... But mainly it's, like, through, like, messaging is, like, when you initiate things. Yeah. Like... You never just be like, to, hey, let's... To be completely honest, I think most of the time it's, like, in person and when they're chatting, but... Doesn't have that much time with her in person, so yeah. it's I mean, like we've only spent like two or three hours with her total, mm. and there's always other people around, so it hasn't felt appropriate because we don't know her enough for me to be like, hey, so like, what's your status? Yeah. Like, yeah, what's your vibe? Um, there's something that you were talking about. I'm looping back to you. There's a story you were telling me the other day about a partner who taught you this kind of boundaries list mm-hmm. that I love that I've never heard of. I'm actually going to try and like write this somewhere in on the stories or on a post for you guys to see because I thought it was fucking brilliant. Can you tell me what it was? Of course. Again. Um, so it's RBDSMA. Um, and so... It's brilliant. Um, I, I, I'd met this guy and he, before we initiated anything sexual, we had this conversation. Um... So R stands for relationships. So are you involved in any other relationships, sexually, romantically, emotionally? Um, do you have any other partners? Um, and I also love that distinction. It's not just like, are you fucking someone? Are you yeah. in love with someone? Is, yeah. it, or is there something I should know? Yeah. The things that this would, problems this would save. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, relationships. And then B stands for boundaries. So what do you, what, what is like off limits? I don't like butt things. I don't like being touched here. I'm sensitive in this area. Um, D D is desire. So what do you like? Um, I like my ear nibbled. I like my hair pulled. Um, yeah, just things that you enjoy. Um, S is 
BDS, yeah, is safety. So, um, you know, birth control, STDs, um, are we using a condom? Um, are you on some form of birth control? Things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and if you do have STDs, like, even educating each other, like, what, what you yeah. do have is or what active? you have Is it active? Are you treating it? Yeah. Like, what's your history? Are you on PrEP or whatever? Um, BDSM, the meaning. So is mm. this just, like, a one-night stand? Um, are we just kind of going with the flow? Are we going to maybe see each other later? Expectations out of this. Yeah, intentions. Um, like, for me, when I saw, was seeing this guy, he, I, we were like, let's just make art with our bodies and roll around and see what happens. Um, well, and I like, if it's okay for me to share that you mentioned that the intention was not actually even penetrative sex. Yeah. That for you guys it was like a whole, which to me, we've never done that with, actually with each other or anyone else. Like for yeah. us, there's always kind of like a very clear yeah. <laughs> end goal, but I like the idea that for you there's kind of a way more creative way about it where you can have a lot of different types of sex or yeah. intimate interactions with people. And but it takes the pressure cool. off of like, okay, mm -hmm. like we're just going to get it in. It's just like, maybe we just like want to snuggle with each other. Maybe mm -hmm. we just like want to like do like foreplay but we don't have to go all the way this time i like that. i take that would take so much pressure off for everyone involved about like yeah. performance and like the timing of everything yeah oh, i think that's really good that was a good list hey so for all the the books and the podcasts we've read i feel like that's actually one of the most inclusive things because when we tell people about the boundaries talk it's literally like what do you want what do you don't want don't get pregnant go yeah but that's like kind of has more of the aftercare involved too, right? Yeah. Like, and then that was the, that's the last oh, part. The there's a. one more. Shit. A, so A is the aftercare, um, which is like, yeah, like, do you want to take a shower afterwards or do you want to just like fuck and then just, you're just going to head out or... Breakfast in the morning. Yeah, or like, let's so get breakfast. In practicality, is this a conversation that you had with him before anything happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to know how, how he initiated well did you that. Know him before this conversation arose? I mean, this is this is a guy I, like fell in love with like boom like this and like I and I thought that we were gonna like go de go like mm -hmm. have sex like right away, but we took our time. It's like the first person I just took my time with. It wasn't just like I meet you and like I hook up with you, but it mm -hmm. was like we were very patient um, before and like very intentional about okay, like do you want to like have sex tonight? And so before we did Aww. that, we we had this conversation. So and I'm like I. It's hard for me to almost picture the moment where like you know you guys are. I don't know, sitting, eating dinner, or watching movie, or in the bedroom, and he goes, so, have you heard the acronym of boundaries? Like, how did, how did he bring it up of, like, do you want to have a well, we, consent we, talk? Yeah, well, we like, had, well, he actually, this was the first podcast that was on, um, because I... Does he have a podcast? He has a podcast, too. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, and so... Um, Booties. <laughs> <laughs> and he... He, when I was on his podcast, he had actually shared this acronym with me. Okay, so was that the first time you had heard it was on his podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then See, we, but that, that makes more sense to me. I feel like I can't picture the moment where, like, the, the lights are dim and you're, like, feeling those tingles with someone. You're like, yeah. wait, 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 before yeah, you take like, your shirt like, off, I think you want to take a shower? Are you on birth? Like, you probably that. wouldn't say the acronym. You'd probably just go through them in your head and be like... I, I know, but that, that can turn into, like, a five-minute conversation at that point. My only fear, which is hard because I know you guys write to us all the time. I swear by the boundaries talk. You need to have the boundaries talk. It's important. It'll save so many problems. And it's the hardest thing to do. Because if you're drunk and you're stumbling into the room or whatever, like, things are happening, it's really hard to go, wait, pause, yeah. pause, like, and try and have it right then. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is never negotiate naked. So if you can have this talk before the actual moment, it'll be a lot smoother and, like, you yeah. won't rush through it. Have a dinner. Talk about this. Yeah, talk yeah. about it dinner and then go out dancing and have a great night. So you already have that information instead of, like, as yeah. you're making out being like, by the way, are you clean? Like, yeah. shit. 
But sometimes at that uh, point, like I say, one of the best situations that we had where we had a boundaries talk almost naked was at Burning Man. And it's she kind just, of sexy. She just, as she came into the room, she was like, what boundaries do you guys have? Like before anything started, I think we were naked, we'd been making out or something, and then she just asked yes. that. And, and she appreciated that. I did. Okay, three points to this though. First off, this is a woman who is polyamorous, is really confident and calm and like really respectful of people. So I think that was one thing that put me at ease. Also, all of us were quite stoned, um, so tension was non-existent. But also, the reason why that conversation worked as we were getting into the bed was because it was about 15 seconds long. She looked at me and goes, do you have boundaries? And I was like, oh, uh, no. And then it just happened. So it was like, well, she did ask, and I appreciated that. But if I actually had, like, 20 things I wanted to talk about, I feel like it could have put a hitch in, like, how fluid that was. Yeah. Um, but I did appreciate that she asked. It, it put me at ease knowing that, like, if anything started feeling weird, that she was going to be receptive to me saying it. And everything went great because she was awesome and so. she's hot. I, um, I guess what I was trying to say there is that it's, it's, I think it's still important to have that conversation, even if it is, like, five seconds before something happens. Like, if you've waited too long and you're in that moment already and you really don't want to kill the vibe, yeah. like, still say something. Better something than nothing. Because I really appreciated that. And she's told me that, like, so many times, that, like, how meaningful it was that this girl, like, took a second, asked her boundaries before anything happened. Well, that's a good point. Okay, so I guess that's what I, my final thought on that would be. It's ideal for you to have the whole talk, but worst case scenario, at least ask the what are your boundaries? It, yeah. Like, bare minimum do that and use protection because we always swear by that. And, like, if you have to have the aftercare talk after, like, just try try and get to them, but at least ask about the boundaries, people. Yeah. It'll help. Um, yeah. So, again, we can cut this, but I'm so curious. The guy who had these brilliant boundaries yeah. um, and all of his spiritual wisdom mm. ended up doing some kind of not chill shit. Yeah. Um, Involving the kind of classic situation of like, there's a unicorn, oh, loyalties have changed, and then like disrespected your boundaries. And I go, what the fuck? Like, people who seem so grounded and sure of themselves who then kind of screw up or people that they care about, mm -hmm. which is hard. And I know you guys often write to me and you're worried about that. You're like, you know, if we bring someone into my relationship, is my husband going to fall in love with this other person? And I'm going, they shouldn't, right? If your relationship is good and it's built on trust and you have a strong foundation, it's not going to ruin your relationship. But then sometimes people do tricky shit like this where you couldn't have known, yeah. right? And you're so respectful and, like, calm about things. I just feel like, do you think there's anything you could have done differently or would have liked to have known to, like, exit earlier or, like, you would have had him do differently? You know, I I know that, like, one thing is about me is that I, I'm so good with the flow and I'm just like, yeah, sure, but then it's a boundary that's being crossed mm -hmm. before I even know it. And so I think from that relationship, I think I'm just learning. I learned that just, just to speak up and to actually just, it's okay to change your mind. And I think that I, mm. I thought that once I said yes, I couldn't go back and say no. Um, That's a trap right there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I should have I just trusted myself right from the get-go of knowing that, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with this. And yeah. I shouldn't have just kept going and pushing it. And I'm curious, did the other girl ever check in with you? Like, did, was she ever like, hey, babe, like, I'm feeling vibe. Like, is there anything you want to talk about or did she just ignore it? Uh, she definitely checked in and I definitely was like, you know, because, like, for me, I was, like, trying to be, like, all, like, oh, I'm cool with it. You know, I'm trying to be the cool girl. Like, oh, it's all vibey. But, like, no, it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Like, I think there was a part of me that was, like, yeah, like, it's good for me. It's good for me to all grow to see oh. my jealousy and to look at myself. But, like, I wasn't okay with it. And she did check in, but, like, I also wasn't, like, no, that's not okay. That's not cool. So. Yeah. I, I feel like that's another trap that I've mentioned before is that even when 
checked in with me sometimes in the beginning when I wasn't confident enough in myself or I didn't want to be the person who like ruined the mood is I would then just lie which defeats yeah. the purpose of the check-in where he goes hey is this okay and I'm like yeah of course fucking awesome and then I'd like go cry in a bathroom and be like god damn it why did I just lie to myself like mm-hmm. right it messes up him messes up me messes up the other girl like even if it sucks to say it just be true because it's gonna like fester and the resentment's gonna end up ruining like way more stuff down the line than if you just like said it also, as a guy, you need to pay attention to these things, too, because, like, to be completely honest, like, you can feel the vibes. And in the very beginning, when she was doing stuff with this other girl, I kind of felt the vibes were off, but I just didn't want to listen to that. I didn't want to, like, admit it. I was just like, man, I'm having such a good time. Like, let's just push it as far as I can because I want to enjoy every moment, you know. And so, like, as the person on the other side of that, you have to realize how hard it is for people to say no and that they want to keep the good vibes going. But you need to be super respectful and be attentive to like your girlfriend even if what she's saying isn't what you want to hear isn't what you want to hear mm. and also you can do things preventatively so if i'm seeing that is not feeling so great maybe i'm like okay we take a couple days break we don't see this girl for like a couple yeah. you know for a little while let's not talk about her like need some time and then come back at it later but you can do things preventatively because if you keep on pushing. just pushing it as far as you can it's going to explode it's going to be bad it's going to be worse maybe you're going to have a really hard talk you know and these are things that you can work on over time you're going to get more you know, refined, and you're gonna have smoother ways to communicate and read the room. But I think it's important to pay attention, not just to the words, but to the body language and to everything. I think we've mentioned this before, but just as like a fun tip, because I know you guys like the practical applications here, is that something I do if we're like hanging out with a girl and we're like not sure how the night's going or if there's like a boundary we haven't discussed sometimes, if we're like watching a movie, he'll like either be texting me questions so that we're not awkwardly like talking for the girl or he'll just like write something on his phone and like slide it across the bed so only I can see it like behind her and he'll be like are we doing it and I'll be like fuck no and he'll be like please I'm like no he's like why I'm like because she's dumb girls, too. this is like we were at brunch the other day with someone and he wanted me to do something with him mm. and I just like wrote in my phone to like like don't let me go like make up this excuse yeah it was just like a favor where he wanted to like help with something like say I'm busy, <laughs> and um, and I just all out of my mind. I'm like, oh, sorry, I totally forgot. Like we're super busy today with so and so. Like, and he was like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> but like we, it just I couldn't have said no. It would have been so bad. It would have been really right. I think it would have hurt feelings. So yeah, yeah. politely well, like you guys lie. Are on, a, are on a team, are like on the same page. Yeah. And end up so <laughs> use texting. Make sure that the dinging noise on your phone is not on. <laughs> this is the poor unicorn girl. She's hearing it ding, ding, ding. She's like, do you guys want to fucking talk or not? I'm like, sorry. Got to get out of my house. Um, do, you guys, do you guys always bring in another woman or do you guys ever bring in another man? Never have. Not interested. Mm-hmm. He's quite lucky in this aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't need more Too masculine energy in my life. <laughs> um, I have more than enough uh, man present. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like that would just tip my universe a little too far. Um, and also, it's very rare at this point that we find someone that both of us like to the degree, which is why like, I feel like there's so much pressure on myself at this point to make this work with the girl that I like. Because mm. it's been, I mean, reality check for you guys, because I know some of you freaky people write to me, you think we're having orgies like every other week. Um, the last person we slept with was like six months ago. And there have been a lot of opportunities in there where would have been more than happy to engage with people and they were willing. And I've just been like, not like not today. Like the planets are not aligned. It's not Mm -hmm. happening. So there's something interesting that I've realized recently is that wants people a lot more than me. Like for me, I don't really care who it's with. For me, it's about the experience in the moment. And like, if it just vibing, it feels good.
I want it to be that they need to choose me. Like it becomes very like competitive in my mind. What is what is the the vibe that you you you're looking for? If this is okay. Wait, yeah. So I said this in the last episode. I want to say it again because oh. I didn't really say it right. I like <laughs> to think of as I said beast in the last episode as like a dragon tamer. Mm. She likes these wild, independent, fierce people who are just have their shit on lock, who are just like so capable and independent. And then she likes kind of pull us in. I feel like I'm a, a dragon in that sense. And I feel like the girls that she is attracted to are these wild, fierce, independent people. And I like, yeah, feel like I, she likes I to be really like, like girls for a night. Who are, <laughs> who are so confident and have so many options mm. that I feel like the game is to convince them that they want me even though they think they don't in the beginning. Mm. Or girls who are like, oh, which is why most of the girls we've slept with like have never even been with girls before. Mm. Or they like, you know, think they're in love with someone else, but I'm like, no, no, you're gonna want this so bad. Like, you just wait. Mm. Like, I will work on this for six months if I have to. Like, I will tell you the stories and show you the videos and we'll take you to all the places you wanted to be. Like, I will prove to you that your life will be better with us than without us. Mm. Whatever that's gonna take until I can convince you that your life being so awesome will still be better with us in it. Mm. Like, it's this weird game that I play with myself, which is why it's hard, because so many girls who are very, very sweet and would respect all the boundaries, but if they come and they're just kind of like, you know, they're soft, they're lost, there's not a lot going on in their life, and they're kind of just floating around. I'm like, I can't work with it. Like, there's no challenge here. Like, of yeah. course you want to fuck people, have good sex, and, like, travel, but, like, what... What's the challenge? I don't know. It, yeah. Maybe that sounds bad. Um, I know you want the challenges in like converting someone. Yeah, I, I like, like converting someone, but also I like, which is kind of a fucked up standard. I want the people to be more confident than me, hmm. which is rare, right? Because hmm. I'm just a fucking smartass. Like anyone who listened to the podcast know, like I, I want it to feel like I'm reaching above my pay grade somehow. Hmm. And, and I don't know what necessarily determines that, mm -hmm. but for some reason with this, this particular girl, I'm like, oh, you got some shit going on. Like, you know, she like has her own brand or whatever and she's really creative and she's a model and like she's, she's just really interesting. And I'm like, there are so many people who want you. You could sleep with for pretty much anyone you want, but I'm gonna convince you that it's me. Like, we're going there. I think this is part of the reason why guys haven't come into the equation more often is because guys are so There's no easy. challenge. Like, they're just like, okay, yeah, I'm down to sleep with you. Yeah. Like, it's like, what? Oh, threesome? Yes, sign yeah. me up. Yeah, I can't, like, I'm exactly. fairly sure I could walk up to almost anyone to party, married or otherwise, and be like, do you want to fuck me? Yeah. No strings attached. And, like, what's a guy going to say? Yeah. Right? Like, there's nothing. And so aside from the fact that I'm not really interested in having another dick in my life, um, <laughs> I also don't like the idea that there's nothing... Right, there's nothing challenge. There's no game. Yeah, it's just someone who kind of would get to use me and, and be gone. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just the way I think about men in general. That like, men are kind of these predatory things that I have to like save myself from. Yeah. Um, but women just seem a lot nicer in general. They're like soft and they smell good and and they're polite for the most part. There's one thing that I'm concerned about as well. Like because it's not like off the table. Like if ever wants to sleep with a guy, like the number one thing that I say is that is not my possession. And she's like, I want her to be happy no matter what, whether that's with me or without me. Mm -hmm. If she meets some guy in a club and she wants to go home with him, it's not my place to be like, you can't do this. I'm like, you're committed to me. No, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. It might change our relationship dynamic. Maybe I'll be like, well, listen, like you just met a guy randomly and you had something for him. So like, I feel like I should get the same in return. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It might change the dynamic in that sense. The only thing that scares me about this whole scenario is that, um, I feel like my role in the relationship is very masculine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes when a woman sleeps with another man, potentially like, you know, I don't see, like I've seen a lot of times when girls are attracted to guys are attracted to the best guy. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like 
I wouldn't necessarily be attracted to a guy unless he's like better than me, richer than me, fitter than me, has you know Somehow. more accomplishments. So the only thing that I would be worried about is that it would demasculinate me in her eyes and that she might not see me as that, that strong male That's also, you're anymore. just such a fucking competitive alpha male as is. Like, Maybe. when am I gonna find like a younger, hotter, Cirque du Soleil, retired, property investing model? And like, that, come that's on. why I feel, I feel actually that's pretty confident no in my position. <laughs> but at the same time, there are people, there's a million people in the world who are better than me in a million different ways. And like, yeah. I'm not gonna I tell myself. I haven't met them yet. Mm. Maybe not, maybe they're rare, I don't know. but. I'm just saying that if that ever came around, I feel like that's who she wants to sleep with. And I don't think it actually, for me at least, I don't feel like it would be good for the relationship because it would bring me down a notch in masculinity. Whereas I would feel more comfortable if we were to sleep with a man for it to be someone that- Can overpower. Yeah, so, someone, have, someone that I think, with. yeah, someone yeah. I'm not yeah. competing with. Someone yeah. that I feel like I can vibe with. I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's do this. You're yeah. coming from a place we're of love. I'm coming yeah. from a place of love. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to compete with you. I feel like I want to share, yeah. but I feel like that's not who's attractive to well, and I think it's also hard because doesn't have any friends who are men, so I feel like there's nowhere in his mind where you could imagine like someone that both of us would be close to and trusting enough for that to happen. No, there are men, but but I have to say like I would feel more to be completely honest, I'd feel more com comfortable with someone who is bisexual, mm -hmm. just because like they're I, not just there to like yeah. Take the, me. I just feel like there's not that super hard masculine edge a lot yeah. of times. It's more of like a hey, I'm interested in both of you, and I'd be like oh like that scenario actually sounds interesting to me, but I just yeah. mm -hmm. I know that it wouldn't sound interesting to her. Yeah, I'm just I happen to. Be attracted to the this, people. This she's super. She's, she's into the dragons. Mm. Yeah. But I'm just afraid that like if, if the she Olympic one day wanted to, she, level. Would, she would find that dragon that's even crazier than me, and then I would be like taken down a notch in her head, which I, I'm. I'm or in your, I think that that's happens. what more likely would be taking himself down in his head. Like I don't think I would ever see less, but I feel like if I were to ever engage with a guy who thought was above him, it would fuck with his head for a long time. Um, I, I just have seen in other open relationships. I've seen like some of the people we listen to in podcasts. I oh, feel I know like, who you're talking about. I feel like <laughs> the girl just treats her previous partner differently once she's found someone that she believes to be more successful or more powerful. Mm -hmm. I feel like she just like downgrades him a little bit, even if they have that connection. She's like, yeah, but there's someone else as well. Like, I this know. is very hypothetical, it's guys. Very hypothetical. There are no men <laughs> we're, we're even vaguely interested in. It's just a concept I have never brought up before, and I, I wanted know. to bring it up. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go back to you. You got way better stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> People have heard I our shit. I appreciate you guys sharing that, though. What would your dream relationship look like? A dream relationship? Yeah, like if you could have your relationship any way you want it, would it be monogamous? Would it be polyamorous? Mm -hmm. I think it would start off monogamous just to build like a, like a solid foundation, but I think... That's very wise. <laughs> to, to be able to come to a point within our relationship, because I don't know, like, I, I think that like people come and go in your life, and I would love to be with someone who's also like fiercely independent, and like autonomy is like something that I, mm -hmm. I feel like is so valuable in a relationship that we can both be able to... Yeah, bring people into our lives and like be able to like share love. Like that would be ideal for me. But well, you're very free spirited. I like that. And just to clarify for people, so even though we've mostly been talking about the women that you've been attracted to or engaged with, um, your ideal romantic partner would be a man. Yeah, said. I mean, right right now the guy Currently. that I'm with is is kind of ideal for me. Where right now we're in this relationship where we can both it's sort of open. Where he has sex with other men, I have sex with other women, and and that's it. Yeah. So neither of you is allowed to swap with opposite gender partners. We haven't really gotten to that point because we're so satisfied with each other, mm -hmm. like with the opposite sex, and I think that's where we feel comfortable right now. So is this your dream relationship? Do you feel like this is meeting all your needs? 
Right now, yeah. Correct. At this point in my life, I think we also change and evolve as people. So, like, you know, 10 years from, from now, like, maybe that might be too much effort for me. And mm-hmm. maybe I just want one person if that person satisfies all those needs that I... I want. Well, and am I right? You guys are living separately. Yeah. So if he is meeting up with the partners or you are, you both have a separate space. You're not like sharing a bed. Yeah. I feel like that kind of helps the boundaries. But for people listening again, when she first told me her relationship status is when I was like, holy fuck, we need you on the podcast because this is the first time in a while that I've heard a relationship kind of container that I've never heard of before. Mm. That I actually really like how well it fits you, like how you literally just made something that fits exactly what your needs are. Yeah. And you don't give a fuck what anyone else says because, like, it works for you. And yeah. I think that's beautiful. Like, and I feel like more people should be open to creating whatever works for them instead of listening to, like, the kind of predetermined shit that society gives us that clearly isn't working. Yeah. Right? Like, am I correct? Your parents are not yeah. together. Mm, my parents are together. Are they still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So um, she's the only one. Mine aren't. aren't. Yeah, but I grew up, though, without, without a dad, though. Okay, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit so, ain't working. <laughs> Something ain't working, guys. Yeah, and I've I've seen their relationship kind of ebb and flow, um, and you know they their relationship isn't the model of what I want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, having like a person forever. I don't right now in my life. I don't or an really exclusive person. Right, you'd be okay yeah. if you had like a best friend forever, but maybe not your lover, your sexual partner, your everything all at once, yeah. like your roommate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot to expect of one person. Um, I think I'd like to link in the show notes again the like maybe the cliff notes or something or the book for Sex at Dawn that we read about how humans evolved and like why we're kind of scientifically not monogamous and like what it does to your brain and why we put so much expectations on people to fulfill all these needs of ours that used to be fulfilled by like a small community of like hunter gatherers like one yeah. person it's not fair to expect someone to meet your needs 100% of the time yeah. it's just like you you can't and and you're going to be way too hard on yourself if you expect that and i mean you should you should try like i do my best to make me happy but not by sacrificing myself exactly what the book said actually linking back to what you said about your the, the guy that you're with it says that when you first meet someone you have a sexual interaction and there's like sexual novelty a lot of times like your your brain chemicals and the chemicals in your body like make you fall in love with that person and it just feels like that's all you want mm. and uh I feel like that happens almost every time we're with someone. We have a, a threesome partner. I he thinks up, he's in love. Yeah, my, my, my body chemicals are telling me that I just want to be with her. Mm. And I think it's just um, about learning how to understand that this is what my body is telling me. These yeah. are the chemicals, but my brain always tells me to be with Yeah. It's never once been like, leave. It's been like, no, is the best fit for you. Yeah. And it's just it's about... Powerful, it's powerful, though. It's very powerful. Like, yeah. it can be, like, all-consuming. You feel like... Yeah. Yeah. This is, the, this is the person. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that's the thing. It's like it is like a drug. Like bi- biochemically within our brain, we're just having these neuro neurons. The just synapses firing. firing. Yeah. You're like, this is your soulmate. Yeah. Which is why you guys remember. Please do not like leave your long term partner 15 years for the person you just fucked over the weekend. Like I know it feels really good, but like after you're living together and shaving your legs next to them for like three months, you might feel differently. You know, like let the limerence fade before you make decisions. If you're with a partner who fits you really well and you have more good days than bad days, like that that's probably your person. Like just just be wary of, of what feelings you're actually chasing after. And if you are gonna leave them, take a really good break away from that person. Like don't just like ride it out on that same wave and just be like, okay, we're breaking up, we're gonna move in together, we're like get married, like I reckon if you really feel that way about someone, you can take a break and you can come back. And if it's meant to be, you'll still have those feelings. It'll work out later in the future. You don't need to rush things. Just take no your time. No rush. Yeah, yeah, let the chemicals fade. Let your mind think a little bit. And if, like, six months down the line, you're still feeling that same way, maybe a change needs to be made. But, like, if you're just riding those chemicals, it's not always the best way to go. Mm. Branching off of that, are there 
experience you've had like with toys or other things that you felt like enhanced the experience or have they always kind of been like too much mm, when like for me like whenever I initially start having sex with a partner I think being able to have a baseline of no like not introducing anything I think for that's a while. really important um, but then when like I feel like with my current partner we've definitely been curious and exploring things like shibari and hey. um, you didn't suspension toys. yet no I'd if love you ever want to hang from our ceiling you guys can use our rigging Yo. point we want to learn how to do some shibari Ricky wants to learn I want to learn we gotta I have okay, we gotta have like a night of people that we trust at some point just because. Honestly, if this night ever happens, I will share the photos on Instagram. I think it would just be dope because, like, so we have such a high circus point to, so, like, have someone just hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. We can, like, spin them. Can you imagine? Shabar in a swivel point. <laughs> you can't get down. That would be, <laughs> that'd be awful. Um, so does he tie? Does he properly, like, know all the, the ties? We're just learning. We're just, we're just, like, kind of playing around. I think that's oh, what okay. I actually, more than anything, like, what I love about this, like, sexual relationship we have right now is it's very playful. It's, it's, it's just, he like. sounds really sweet. Yeah. Like, you guys take good care of each other. And it feels like we can just, like, try things. It's fun to just, like, like roll around, laugh, like, giggle, like, make noises. Like, you're, you're, like the body is just such an art form, but also, like, a toy. You're not taking itself. it so seriously. Yeah, exactly. And how long have you known or been with this current partner? Since Halloween, so three months now. God, has it only been three months since Halloween? I think I was talking to a kid the other day who was telling me about her Halloween costume she's going to make, and I was like, wait, is it almost Halloween again? <laughs> I was like, fucking, what time is it of year? I'm very lost these days. Um, but yeah, and then um, there is this toy that I really enjoy using. It's like <gasps> a little, it it's called the Eva 2. Have you heard of that? Uh, I've heard of it, but it's one of the outside ones or is it one of the inside ones? Outside ones. The, is it purple? Uh, I think there's all the bunch I think of colors. Our, I think Mine's ours pink. is purple. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Um, but it should always enhance an experience. It shouldn't replace the experience. Yeah. That's what I always... I agree with, with that. Toys. There yeah. we go. I mean, I feel like at some point we should have someone on... Actually, we have a friend. I'll try and get who specifically works like with sex toys and female pleasure. And like she definitely knows a ton more about this shit than I do. So that'll come up for you guys soon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Cause I know I had a ton of questions. Do you have anything else? Well, let's get to the... Some of the juicy questions. Oh, okay. juicy questions. These, these weren't juicy enough. Okay, bring on the juice. <laughs> Where's the craziest place you've had sex? Ooh. Oh. Oh yes. Really. I bet you have good answers. There. I wasn't expecting it, but we um, we went to this chocolate factory here. In what? Bali. At the chocolate factory. What? It wasn't even a factory. It was like this pirate ship that was like. On the ocean. What the fuck? A, yeah. a pirate ship. It was like factory. factory. <laughs> yeah. oh it was God. like overlooking the ocean. I remember just feeling like the Titanic. You know that scene where she's like <laughs> overlooking the ocean. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? She's getting railed from behind. Yeah. What a great sunset. It's so beautiful. So were there not people around? Uh, it was like getting darker. So. So there were people around, but it was getting darker. But we were also above, so there's like people. But I kind of like that feeling you of can like, see them. You know, like, like, can't, like no one can actually see, but like we know that there's a potential that someone could see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that feeling? Yeah, I think nice. one of my my favorite ship. chocolate factory on chocolate a ship. Ch- chocolate <laughs> ship, chocolate <laughs> ship, chocolate <laughs> ship, the chocolate ship. <laughs> I was gonna say one of my favorite memories, like of that kind of like not public display, but like where one of the houses in Vancouver has these beautiful like floor-to-ceiling windows. It's like this loft in like this really nice part of town with like cobblestone streets and there's always a ton of people down in the streets. Mm. And I think one time we were having sex like up against the window. Mm. 
And I remember someone, I think it was a, a woman, but she, you know, she was like way far away. So it was like this little tiny person. I remember just seeing her stop on the sidewalk <laughs> and kind of like look up <laughs> and like point, And I just waved at her. <laughs> And I was like, hey, little lady. Like, good? Yeah, I was like, there's that, right? Like, you can't see my face. You don't know where I actually live. Like, yeah. but that moment of being like, she knows. Yeah. And I know that she knows. But I'm not When you're stop- making eye contact, you're like, yep, it's yep, happening. It's happening. You're just like, see you later. I don't think he ever even saw because he was like preoccupied. Yeah. Um, but I like that moment. So you've had sex on a chocolate factory pirate ship. That's probably the winner. Like, I got to give you like a gold star for that one. That was also the least expected one. It's not like we like went there and like, oh, this is what we're gonna do. Like, it was you're just, just like, put it in. We were just like, oh, it's chocolate, it's sexy. Oh, we're getting <laughs> on. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's cute. Is, are there any runners up to that, or was that just like mm, the? I would say in a cave. That's like another, Damn, another time. But that's. It, I don't know. It, it like seems ideal, but it, it's actually kind of. It, it was I kind mean, of, it doesn't necessarily seem ideal. It sounds well, damp and yeah. rough. And For me, I thought it was like ideal, but then I was like, now that this is actually happening, this is not uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think if we, I mean, that was more of like a like a cove. It wasn't really a cave. It was like Where? barely in in a Las Vegas Red Rocks. It was like a hole in a cliff that was like maybe bigger than a refrigerator. Mm. So I don't want to say it was a a cave, but it was definitely, like, sharp and yeah. dusty, and I was like, fuck. My yeah. back's all scraped. It was it was the novelty of it. Uh, yeah. 10 There's out of 10 like would not repeat. The path below us. Uh, That's kind of cool. <laughs> sorry, Dad. Uh, my parents listen to the podcast. Aww. Say hi to my parents. Hey! <laughs> um, yeah, if you are going to have sex in public, please don't get caught. Don't don't be one of those people. No. I mean, no. unless it's, like, consensual other adults. I feel like yeah. kind of the... The excitement of it is that it's bad because I feel like at the Burning Man Orgy Dome you have an opportunity to have sex in front of people, but it doesn't feel the same way. There's something about doing well, it. Because you're expected to have sex in yeah. front of people, and then there's this weird performative thing when everyone's waiting for you to like pull out your dick, and you're yeah. like, ah. There's something so powerful about it not, like it's not okay, you yeah. know, with the public, and you're just doing it anyways. Like you're just yeah. superseding the rules and just doing what feels good to you. Yeah, it's like as soon as you're told to do something, you don't want to do it. Yeah, like, I have to say, with with one of our threesome girls, I remember we had this house that we were sharing with other people and whatever else, and I. I wanted to be really sexy to her, like I wanted to get that sexy vibe going and there was like people down below us and we were on a balcony and I was like just biting her neck and doing stuff like that and like I remember like she got like super scared and like the vibes were just there, it felt good, you know. Mm. Yeah, everyone was down oh, there and I was shit. just like I was like, come over here and like I pushed her up against you the rail. Bastard. Mm. I, like, did stuff and she was like Deep her name Yeah, out. she got super scared. But it was I good. bet she did. Yeah, the vibes were so good that she was like nervous scared, like not mm. a bad scared. She yeah, was like yeah. turned on it was good. She was a <laughs> yeah. bad shit though. Yeah. Okay, that was one. God, we keep getting sidetracked because your stories are so good. That's usually rapid fire. People are like, a couch. I'm like, okay, fuck. Um, so, where's the best place you have sex? Places. Okay, your fantasy threesome. Your dream Oh, yeah. Who would it be living like? or dead, anyone. So, for me, it's always like young Brad Pitt when he was like 20. Mm. And like Camila Cabello, I think. I don't know her at all, but I like the idea of her. Oh, man. She can sing to me. Oh, yeah. I was to say, like, anyone who can sing. Oof, oof, oof. Um,. Wow, I haven't been asked this one before. Yeah, I know. It's hard. You gotta. <laughs> That's why you're here. Oh! <laughs> like Gandalf. No one's <laughs> it's Gandalf and Harry Potter. <laughs> they can touch wands. <laughs> um. Honestly, like, I think of, like, like, women. Like, I just, like, mm-hmm. two women. I'm, like, thinking of, like, Alicia Keys and Beyonce. Oh! <laughs> and they can oh. just be, like, duet each other. Yeah, and they're like, oh! 
and we all just sing. Angels. Yeah, you actually don't even need to do anything. They just sing to me. But like current age or like younger or like <laughs> like Beyonce before the kids or what? Yeah, I guess. Beyonce now, she's like a fierce mama. Okay. Yeah. Current Beyonce. There and we go. And then like maybe Alicia Keys with her like self-named album. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. I like because you're into the singers for sure, like ten yeah. out of ten. Right, yeah. We should talk about something. Speaking of older and younger. Yeah. Someone just wrote this morning. Mm. Do you wanna? Oh yeah. Hey yo. Um, so I, we were listening to your message while. Um, Hecalea, there we go. Got your name now that we're friends. Mm. Um, was here, and I always want to hear from you guys. Uh, this is a couple that I've been writing to for a couple months, and they're super super sweet, and I love hearing from them. And I guess. Their friends found out that we've been corresponding, and we're like, "You guys are way too old to be talking to this like podcast couple. Like, this is inappropriate. Like, they're so much younger." And I'm like, "Fuck that shit. Like, we're friends. We best buds. Like, you guys are always welcome to talk to me. I don't think age has anything to do with who you can be friends with, right? Like, even though I'm not necessarily searching out like you know couples in their 70s to be sleeping with, like, I fucking always want to hear from you guys, and we can totally hang out and go on adventures. Um, yeah, be my friend. Okay. Anyways, next. Wait, there's one other thing as well. She was. I guess in one of the earlier episodes talked about at Burning Man how there was like beautiful younger people in their like 20s and stuff out on the playa and then when we got into the Burning Man orgy dome there was all people in their 50s and whatever else and like sounded like turned off by that. Yeah, that's not derogatory. I'm not saying that like you guys shouldn't be out there getting your freaky on. It just wasn't what I happened to be looking for that night uh, in my trip in state. Uh, I was just a little bit too shocked. But you guys should so, still go do all your freaky stuff. And and we're going to leave it at that. Next. <laughs> mm. Um, oh, do you have advice for people on how you handle jealousy? Oof. Or, like, tips for the self-talk of, like, I call it the tar monster that just wants to, like, eat you alive. Yeah. Um, for me, jealousy, like, I always say it's, like, something that you admire something about that person. Hmm. Um, I, I tend to be competitive. Like, oh, this woman must be, like, prettier than me, smarter than me, X, Y, Z mm-hmm. than me. And... It makes me take a look at that, of, of what is it that I feel um, jealous about, and make look at myself, because that, there's a reason why I'm jealous of this woman. Well, but let's just say, hypothetically, yeah. someone, your lover, is hooking up with a woman who is, let's just say, she's a Victoria's Secret supermodel, and she has a million dollars. Damn. What? Yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> like, I'm out. What would be your self-talk then to, like... Like, how would you then manage that? Or what have you done in the past that kind of, like, helped ground you again so you didn't just, like, rip someone's head off? For me, I definitely need to take space. Like, I okay. think that's the number one thing I do is because I've always been reactionary. I've always been like, oh, my gosh, like, it's over, you know? Yes. And it's, like, that I'm has out. nothing to do with anyone, not has to do with him or her. Like, I just need to take space for myself. And then once that happens, I think going up to my partner and be like, hey, I was feeling insecure here. Um, can we just take some space from this person um so first you take time to reflect yeah for me i need space for myself and then i go back to my partner but i i know in the past i've gone up to my partners and just been reactionary and that's something i just like you son of a bitch want to like (laughs) what no no i i like that though that you you let yourself kind of have space before reacting because i i hear stories from people uh had stories in the past where uh, girls reacted a little bit too quickly, perhaps, yeah. um, and didn't really think about the situation and led to some really bad encounters. But that's good. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm I'm just no, saying that not. that's like something I started working towards because I think that 
like I had a partner who was like a DJ and just girls like falling over him all the time and so you're music people Jesus I know it's like yeah I'm just like oh you play music panty dropper already <laughs> let's go you can play my soul let's go um yeah but jealousy is a hard thing that's yeah. a hard one but especially when you're in fluid relationships I think that's something that's always being worked on how do you deal with jealousy <laughs> the most confident fucking person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, it's not fair almost to ask me because, I, I don't know, did anyone ever watch the show Big Mouth? I'm just going down a rabbit hole here, but there, it's like this cartoon all about like puberty. It's really raunchy, and there's this, like, one of the characters is like the shame monster, like the shame wizard or whatever, who, like, mm. shows up at some point for all the kids and just, you know, makes them feel shit about themselves. Like, you're fat, you're stupid, no one loves you, your parents hate you, right? Just like, and then there's this one episode where there's a kid and he doesn't have a shame wizard, and all the other kids are like, what the fuck, where's his shame wizard? And he's like, oh, he was raised in a loving home. He has too much confidence. I can't affect him. And he was like, that's you. And I was like, shit, that is me. Like, I don't have a shame wizard. Which maybe just means I'm, like, an egotistical piece of shit. Because, like, there are things I definitely don't like about myself and things I, like, would change. But I have never felt, at least with anyone we've been with to date, like oh, she's better than me, I wish I was X, Y, Z. Like, I don't have that. Like, there have been girls who are hotter than me or better tits or whatever, they have more money. But I know what I have to offer. Yeah. And I also think helps that I'm so secure with Like, Yeah. Um, other than one experience we had where did end up kind of having some feelings for the girl, but also I had feelings for that girl, so it kind of canceled each other out. Mm. Um, I just know how good we are together, and I know our life plan together, so no matter who we get entangled with, if it's for a couple days, a couple months, like, I know what we're coming back to. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that, like, I don't have, like, rage moments. Like, there have been moments where I was just like, fuck, I'm going to kill everyone. Like, yeah. but it's usually from, like, a specific, like, if he accidentally, like, hold her hand. And I just, like, slap their hands away. I'm like, not today, bitches. But they're like, <laughs> then I'm fine. I don't have anything, like, lingering for days where I'm like, oh, like, he doesn't love me. Like, it doesn't kind of settle that way because I feel like I'm also very vocal about it like mm. if he did something that pissed me off I just fucking tell him and he knows pretty quick and he's really intuitive like he's yeah. a respectful guy like that's another thing ladies if you feel shit all the time it might not be you it might be your fucking partner mm. if they're not hearing your concerns and like validating you and making you feel held and listened to they don't deserve to be having threesomes you guys probably shouldn't be open if your partner can't give you the love you need to feel supported um, and exceptionally good at taking care of me um, and he's very present with me which I think is why I get to be such a confident asshole all the time because I know I have a place to come back to yeah. um, and it also helps that I'm picking the girls and I like the challenge yeah. I, like, I could pick girls who I think are I mean, quote unquote like beneath me or not challenging and then I'd never have to worry but that also doesn't kind of give me my fix mm. so I like like if I could fuck Victoria's Secret supermodels who have millions of dollars I'd be like fuck yeah I did it like that feels like a, a trophy to me um, I think knows that I probably wouldn't even go from them anyway. Well, because I know that's not what you want in life. That's not... You like being the alpha male. If someone made a ton more money than you, you wouldn't be happy. Right? Yeah, like, I, I, I if a girl's been with a bunch of partners, yeah. you're also not... Like, I know that I'm kind of your ideal fit. Literally. So, I'm, like, I'm not worried about it because I got my person. Mm. And maybe that'll change someday. Like, Yeah, everything is always fluid. It's open to, to changing as you get older and have different experiences, you know? Yeah. But, develop as people and want different yeah. things, but but I think it, if you are in like an ideal relationship and your partner is treating you the right way and you're treating yourself the right way, it, I don't think it should be something that comes up. I think the goal should be to come to a place where it feels good enough that that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that's asking a lot for a lot of people, and things are fucking tricky, and that 
requires work from three people in that situation to, to work out well. Um, but somehow, I think we've come to a place where I, I feel pretty freaking good all the time. And that's part of the reason why we don't sleep with girls every fucking weekend, because... That caused problems. <laughs> but but yeah. that's, that's also, like, me learning, because in the very beginning, I tried to push it too much, and I saw that that wasn't, it wasn't healthy for our relationship. Like, I felt like maybe there was more jealousy when I constantly talked about other girls and was like, you know, tried to make something happen with every one of his fucking friends. <laughs> but at this point, True I'm like, story. I'm just going to wait until tells me this is the fucking girl this one mm. and then I, you know i put my energy into that and then i know that i'm doing it like with her consent yeah. and that any moves that i try to put on like if they work out well, my blessing then, yeah the, the excited for me she's like oh like making it happen let's see she's like mm. rooting for me rather than her being like, like go get it oh, i don't know about this girl so like mm. that's yeah we used to have a lot more a lot more threesomes but now we have less but they're well, higher quality. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Any fucking day yeah, that we and, and they're they're done in a way that shouldn't evoke jealousy. Why are we what? talking so much of ourselves this episode? This is supposed to be her. I like hearing this. This okay. is so educational. You're very patient with us. But I also want to say after like okay, that's the initial thing, but after like what happens in the next week or so after that, that's all up in the air again because how do gonna feel care. about them after something's happened, like after we've had a threesome. Yeah. Then the, the dynamic yeah, changes. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. I I would almost <laughs> say that the aftercare would affect the levels of jealousy more than the interaction itself. Mm. Like the fact that I am getting snuggled and held and loved and he's making me breakfast and he's helping with chores and like he's really attentive to me. I'm like, oh, he's fucking here for me. Mm. Like if he just like went off on his own after that, I'd be like, you ungrateful bastard. Like yeah. we're not doing this shit again. Well, it becomes um, an experience that you guys share together. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's And we talk about, about it like our favorite it. parts, things we would do differently. It's like something that we achieve together. Um, so... For, for the men out there who keep writing to me being like, my wife doesn't want to. Why is she so selfish? You probably haven't fucking earned it. I'm just being honest. Like, if your wife doesn't trust you, that's on you. That, I can't fix that. Um, you got to work on your own relationship first. Because like I always say, a threesome will not fix a bad relationship. Mm. It is the icing on the cake, not the foundation of the cake. you got to make your own fucking cake first. What? Also, we've had some people write to us and be like, hey, how do I make a threesome happen? Like, how do I listen to the podcast it? first? Talk to yeah, her. Listen to the podcast, but also talk to your partner. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're writing to us, we don't know your personal situation as well as you do. You know, and it's going to be easier. It's not, it might not be easier. It might be harder to talk to your partner because there's something on the line. If she says she can say no, you might end up losing a relationship, putting a lot of turmoil in the relationship. It's easier to ask us because we're unconnected and we can just like look from a third perspective. But you really got to talk to your partner if you want a threesome to happen. Yeah. You know, you have to be brave enough and you have to be putting in enough work in other aspects of the relationship. If you aren't giving much to this girl and you're just mm-hmm. asking her for a threesome, then yeah, you're, you're probably not going to get a good reaction. But if you've been there for, for many years, you do, you know, you're a very loving guy, I imagine bringing the conversation up will not be the end of a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. you should be able to do it in a smooth way that's not going to, like, you know, be devastating. Just ask it as a question. Don't make it as a demand be yeah. like yeah true story you- i've had four i read four messages this morning this morning from guys who are like how do i have threesome with my wife and i'm like have you talked to your wife and they're like no how do i have threesome i'm like well maybe talk to your fucking wife like i love hearing from you guys but that's not a legitimate question i i am not the keeper of the secret you got to talk to your partners first can i ask a question yeah so between you two who mm-hmm. initiated the let's have a threesome yeah it was me how, how, did, how did that conversation go? That was bad. <sighs> oh, the very first one? Yeah. No, uh, we had a... I was a serial cheater. Mm-hmm. So just every girlfriend I'd ever been with either cheated on me or I cheated on them or vice both. And um, same thing happened with... Like, I just feel like the chemicals in my not, body... Not that I cheated on people. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
but at that point, I just talked to her and I was like, I, I just, I wanted to change. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. Like, why? I, I love this girl. You know, I never fell out of love with the people that I cheated on with. I just like, I just wanted to explore sexually and I didn't know how to do that while staying in a relationship. So we went to a counselor mm. and the counselor just said, you have needs that aren't being met. Has needs that aren't being met. You guys need to talk about it and figure out what those needs are. And if you guys can meet each other's needs, and if you can't meet each other's needs, then the relationship's not going to happen. If mm. you can meet each other's needs, then you guys are going to be okay. Yeah. So, in fact, uh, we've talked about this in other episodes. Jay gave us paperwork that literally saved our relationship multiple times over. I feel like it is something that can bring up conversations that you will have never had on your own. And we offer this paperwork to people. It's included in, in the book. Um, but we also now will give you the paperwork separately in trade for a review on Amazon of the book. Um, because a lot of you guys are buying the book and are not leaving reviews, which helps us reach more people um, and helps us look more legit. Um, so if you guys ever send me a screenshot of your review, I will send you the paperwork and tell you how to use it because it really, really changed the way that we saw each other and yeah. what we were both adding to the relationship. And when we say that you should talk with your partner, yeah, it's super important to talk to your partner, but it's also important that you do it in a way that is going to be beneficial for both of you. This can turn into an argument, it can turn into a lot of bad things, but the needs paperwork is like a good structure for you guys to have that conversation without hurting each other. Mm. So essentially the short version of the story was that when and I realized that one of his needs was sexual novelty or sexual growth, um, originally it wasn't even him saying, I feel the need to sleep with other people. He was just saying, I want sex like X number of times a week or X number of times a month. And I was like, I can't do that. Like. I will find another human body that can deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, so in my head originally, it wasn't even like, right, oh, we need to get with other girls. It was like, I'm, I can't keep up with you, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm just not on that level. Like, I don't have a huge sex drive. I never really have. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not to say, like, I don't love sex, because I do, and it's great with him. But, like, a, one or two times a week for me, like, I'm chilling. If it, if it was Ricky, it would be, like, a couple times a day, mm -hmm. like, solidly for the rest of forever, um, which is why when we found... The first girl, who was like super chill, really calm, she could have sex literally eight times in a day and be happy. And I was like, "You're perfect. You're perfect. Like we'll train circus, like we'll take care of. You. Like everyone's happy. Like that was the original arrangement, and it's changed over time. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like both of our needs have changed, and what we look for people has changed. But and I also feel like at that point she was one of those dragons, that elusive beast, because also it was our first time and we didn't know how to make it happen. We didn't have much faith in ourselves, but like. Mm -hmm. We're like, no I, one's going to want like, us. Yeah, Jokes. but I also feel like now at this point we've like made it happen with people that we like never would have thought we would have slept with. They were like, you're way too hot. You have so many fucking opportunities. There's no way you'd rather sleep with a couple than like just go sleep with someone who's super, you know, mm. super hot and available. But then we did but, it. But then it happens. And then every time that we hit like a new milestone, like everyone below that, we're like. It kind of fucks up the standard because yeah. there are mm. people who are dear friends of ours who we have had engagements with in the past. Who will reach out and be like, hey, like, are we going to see you again this year at Burning Man? And we're like, ah, like, shit. Like, now, like, if I could go for this new person at my own, or like, what was our top goal? Like, I'm going to tend for this new thing, which maybe that sounds horrible, but I feel like I'm so curious to see, like, how far I can push it. Like, how, how good, like, how high level of a person I can actually, like, trap with us at Burning Man. I don't know. Trap with us Trap at Burning with, Man. Have an adventure wow. with it, Burning Man. I don't know. I'm very competitive, though. <laughs> and these these sexual relationships you have, do you guys ever have, like, an actual relationship with them, or is it purely sexual? No. Uh, so everyone we've slept with 
the exception of one girl, we're still really good friends with to this day. Mm. Where we're like from like starting like five, six years ago, like girls like we're friends on Facebook, we follow each other, some of them are engaged or married now, like one of them has a baby, like we're we talk all the time, like they're super happy for us. Um so, I mean, it might not be romantic, but we're very good friends with everyone. Yeah. And then there's a couple people where, like, once or twice a year, like, if we see them, it's kind of assumed that, like, something might happen. Yeah. But there's not a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. I feel like with me, it's been it's been romantic a lot of the time. Well, he falls in love with everyone. So, for me, it's not romantic, but I'm for him, everything for me, is romantic. So. sex isn't just about, like, just a physical act. It's got to be the emotions. Yeah. And it's, like, not He's worth it for passionate. me. He's very passionate. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, this is turning into a very long episode, yeah. <laughs> as I thought it would, just because you, you ask me questions that then make me think about things. Is there anything else you'd like to ask? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have more questions as it comes up, and yeah. people are definitely going to want to hear from you, so sometimes, remember you guys, if you want to hear more from her, write to me, and ask me the questions, and we can bring her back for another guest episode, as we did with like Becca and a couple of the people. Um, we can... Do you have any parting words of advice for anyone? Any yeah. favorite books? Anything that helps you on your journey? Anything you'd like to ask them to do, mm-hmm. or... Them to do, yeah, like, well, I guess I would say, you know, that like what we talk about the RBDSMA, like, for me, like, I'm just such a huge advocate for that conversation, even if it's weird. I just, I'm just all about like, let's just have it, you know. I think it's sexy, I, I've had it like naked, and I think it takes at least for a woman, like, we can experience great pleasure in so many different the spectrum of pleasure, and I think mm-hmm. once you're out of your head thinking about all those things, you're just. It sets you free, though, when yeah. you're not worried. Like It's not like, oh, my gosh, like his dick is inside me. I don't know if he has an STD. Like, all of a sudden, it's like... Yeah, you just ruins the, the flow of everything. Yeah. So, for me, I'm just like, have that conversation. Even if it's weird, even if it's sticky, like, it gets better over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, and until next time, see you guys. Yeah. Much love. <laughs>